You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So then I jumped on my the plane, the flight back to Australia, and I had like four days before I had to go to uh, Singapore with Aladdin for our final season. And I was on the flight, and one of my uh, like industry mentors, I would consider him, uh, from Aladdin, sent me the brief. I also didn't have an agent at the time, and I was like, oh, God, like I'm about to go into this process by myself, and I have to just... I have to just push and I have to do the emailing and I have to work out how I'm going to audition for this show when the audition started while I was working on Aladdin in another country. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment. That'd be greatly appreciated. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment. Um, let me know what you think of my mustache. Um, is, is this the new normal or should I shave it off? How about that for the comments? We might throw in a couple more uh, later on, but... All right, I'll move on. Special thanks to our producing team, Broadway Podcast Network. Check them out at bpn.fm. All right, exciting guest for you. As always, uh, we're continuing this theme of interviewing our friends from the other side of the pond, and I'm super excited to just keep making new friends. Um, You've seen uh, our guest in Aladdin and now Hamilton in Australia as along with a whole other bunch of credits that we actually will cite in the description of this episode. So you can check that out. You can also check out his uh, YouTube channel as well, his Instagram, all that will be in the description of the episode. episode. So please welcome to the pod, Stefan Lagoulis. Hey, Stefan. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy Friday to you. Thank you. you. Happy Thursday night. Is that right? That's correct. Thursday night. (laughs) Yep. Just uh, snuggled up over here in my hoodie. Got got some nice tea, Mm -hmm. you know, brewed. Just trying to wind it down as you try to kick kick it Mm -hmm. on up. Um, (laughs) So, what does Friday look like for you? Is this a one show one show day? Just an evening show tonight? Yes, just a day off, which is nice. Evening show. Recovering from cover calls the day before. Yeah, so everyone that's listening or watching, uh, Stefan is one of the swings in Hamilton. And you said, how many tracks do you cover? Six, all six male ensemble. Six, 
Can you imagine if anyone's seen the show? Can you imagine trying to memorize six other people's characters where they're going? I mean, in all shows, swing swinging is challenging, mm-hmm. but I feel like Hamilton is like a level up. Oh, absolutely. Um, before we were before we were recording, you had mentioned that there was like a crazy show when there was like six or seven of you mm-hmm. that were either swings or covers. Tell us a little bit about that experience and how you all kept the show. Afloat. Yeah. Well, um, we had literally just <laughs> finished our cover calls. Cause we, at the moment, our uh, cover call rehearsals are Wednesday, Thursdays. Um, and it was a Wednesday and we were all like learning our, our next tracks that we have to like check off um and then the cast change comes through and we're like oh 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 okay there's a few of us on and then five minutes later another cast change comes through and there's seven of us on there was five swings uh including our like female dance captain was on um and then we had our hamilton standby callan was on um which i think it actually could have been his hamilton debut if i'm correct and then our man six was on for mulligan that night as well and that was his like mulligan debut so it was crazy like half the cast was our offstage company so yeah yeah it was wild aren't those aren't those just the best shows like when you're up on the stage and you're looking at one another Mm. and there's just a little bit extra behind the eyes of you knowing like Oh, we better pull it together. Oh, absolutely. This is there's a different there's (laughs) this is real. There's like such a different vibe, I feel, when a swing goes on, like in general. When I was um on stage in Aladdin, when the swings came on, it was like, you know, everyone gets this hype and everyone's so excited. And then when there was, you know, when there's seven of us on and and you are a swing, it's kind of like, okay, like not only do I have to make sure I'm in the right place, I gotta make sure that everyone's safe and fine. And the on stage are like like you know if someone's like wait am i going to like hey or you know um but it, it's it's pretty cool and it's also nice like especially for when it's people's debuts it's nice to have a bunch of swings on because uh you know the onstage ensemble and company are always so like supportive and they have like we have each other's back but there's something so familiar about having the people that you're rehearsing with every day and rehearsing with under the show be on stage it's almost like a a safety net because it's like i look around and it's familiar eyes and and things like that Mm. so yeah yeah well y'all haven't had too much time to kind of get quote unquote comfortable because you just started you just opened what march 27th or was that rehearsals when premiere day like opening premiere was uh, march 27th Okay. Mm. Okay. So you're what April? You're about like a month and a half in, or a month yeah. with, month month ish in. Yeah. Something um, like that. Check your check <laughs> yeah. your calendar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's go back to the rehearsal process. Mm. Now I had read up that there was some like uh, video conferencing with Thomas Kale mm-hmm. and Annie Blankenbuehler. Uh, how much of your experience rehearsing was virtual and how much was just in the room? I know that it differs uh, for each international production. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that experience. It, I mean, going into rehearsals after 2020 was new. Uh, everything was so different. You know, the masks and the protocol and um, even just being used to being back in the rehearsal space was 
very interesting and just it, it felt it felt so foreign for so many of us and like felt it felt familiar but just you know it'd been such a long time um so like going into that process it was so nice because the company and the creatives really set this like rule where it's like it's okay to be experiencing whatever you're experiencing because we have just come out of the year that we went through um so at the very start like the first week was strange because everyone was so excited but like oh my god like is this really happening for me personally like every day was like i can't believe i can't believe i'm sitting in this room right now i can't believe this is happening and and um yeah i was it was always just a bit of a pinch me moment especially the first two weeks so then when we started adding in uh the zooms um that was just cool because so many of us look up to this um creative team so much um and for me personally more than i've looked up to a creative team in any other experience like you know getting ready for the show and during the auditions i would listen to the podcasts and i just find it all everyone involved so inspiring so it was so exciting so then when we had like andy and and um tommy and stuff pop up on zoom it was just like a moment because they couldn't be here and it was you know we're sitting in their lounge room like like we like we are right now and andy's like getting up and dancing and his dog's getting the in the way and you know it's, it was so nice um to to have that connection with the people that couldn't be here and like the first i i think for, for for all of us like the first two times that we did the zooms and like andy would watch the runs it would feel kind of strange for us because we're like you know it's this new virtual way of rehearsing but after that it was so normal it was like okay so what days what days andy in or like what morning are we chatting with them or you know and like one day lynn surprised us they were like like um michael was like uh you know, I'm going to show you guys some, some history, like just get in front of the TV. And then all of a sudden Lynn pops up. Cause everyone's like, when is Lynn going to come say hi? I was like, where are you going? <laughs> and then he popped up and we're like, what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> so it was nice. It was so nice to, to check in with the team that, uh, you know, waiting for like at that point, really waiting for everything to start back up. And, and yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so rewinding now before rehearsals, when you get the call that you're cast in the show, mm. that you'd be returning to the stage, um, I had told you before the recording that here in the States, we just recently got wind of like, okay, they're going to say 100% capacity, September, whatever. Wow. So basically what that means is that some shows will come back maybe in September, mm. but most likely later, yeah. maybe October. Some have said November. And there's been this mixed feeling in the community of, of you know, how they feel about coming back. Mm. Um, before I make assumptions about the community of what all those feelings are, how did you feel? How did you feel about like whatever, safety-wise or – do I still have it in me? You know, am I going to be super rusty? How was that? Um, it's, it's so, it's so wild actually just thinking back to it because it feels like yesterday and it also feels like five years ago. <laughs> um, but I like when I got the call, I was preparing to do a virtual audition for a show that was for Pippin that was being put up here in, in Sydney. And I was in Melbourne and I don't know if you guys know about Melbourne, uh, for Australia, like we had a really intense lockdown, like eight months, we had a radius where um, we could only go 
we could only be within five kilometers from our house, which I don't know what that is in miles, but like, it's not very far. Um, 5k is, uh, 3.1 miles. Mm. It's like a very popular, uh, race distance yeah, right. to do. Uh, <laughs> so it was, wow. Three miles. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It was wow. so wild. And like, um, you know, it had also been, cause I finished my audition, uh, process, via video and then I was waiting you know the, the the process went for a year so it just kind of felt like something that almost might not ever be coming because we, we didn't know and and with the virus everything changed every five minutes and every time for me in Melbourne every time we thought we were going to hear good news we it wasn't what we wanted it to be and the, and the lockdown was extended and things like that so when I got the call it was like this crazy range of emotions where I was excited. And then I was like nervous because I was like, Oh my God, I'm swinging this show. I haven't been, I haven't danced in a year really apart from teaching on zoom. Um, and I literally got the call, told my mom, I was like, I'm going to be back. And I just, I went for a, a two hour walk. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like it's happening. Like it's really happening. Um, and then even within that on the lead up to it, actually starting there was moments where I was like is this really gonna go ahead like there was some cases around new years and then we're like oh my god it might not um but then it was also I was so excited and so ready to get back into it but I was like I'm, I'm going to Sydney which means only an hour flight away but I'm leaving my family who I've for the first time in my life spent every single day with them like probably since I was little like I've always been at dancing or you know uh, working or I'd never really been home for that much in my life so it felt weird to kind of just be like okay bye now and I don't know when I'll see you again because you know borders were closing all the time and COVID just makes it so much harder um, and then you know because our gyms were closed and dance studios and stuff had only like opened up maybe a month prior to rehearsal starting I was kind of like, how am I going to make up for this like lost time and make sure that I'm going into these rehearsals fit and ready and strong. Um, so there was those kind of weird like pressures that a lot of us put on ourselves going into it. But then like when we started, they were kind of like, we know that you guys have been in lockdown and we know it's been like this. So be kind to yourselves. Um, which was really nice because, you know, you go in there being like, I got to be perfect. Like from the top. Yeah. We just learned it from the top. Let's do a show run. I haven't finished the show, you know? Um, but we, we were so lucky because we went into it and they were like, be kind to yourself and your heart and your body because it's been a long time. So. Mm. Yeah. I think that's something important to hear. And for those of our listeners in the States or clients that are going to be returning to Broadway, that, the hope and expectation is that your artistic team will yeah. sit you all down and say, Hey, we are not unaware of what everyone just went through. So, you know, give yourself some grace and compassion. So that's, uh, that's really nice to yeah, hear. Yeah, You have to, you have to. And I think it's also like taught people to um, just be kinder to themselves in this industry because we're so naturally hard on ourselves, you know? So I think, coming out of the pandemic is like, you know what, like not every day is going to be perfect, but it kind of has to be, you have to be okay with like That's your best for today, especially coming out of mm. this. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times talking with clients, 
Um, some of them will be, you know, coming back from maybe a hiatus where whatever they fell off the wagon. And we always just have to say like, you are where you are, Mm -hmm. you know, where you were maybe three years ago is not where you are now. And it's not going to be where you are three years from now. Mm. So where we are is where we are. And we just have to keep uh, moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Uh, A question that came in on Instagram from Sophie Holmes, 64 is uh, what is your favorite song to perform in? Wait, in Hamilton? I assume so. In Um, This is a hard question because I feel like it changes on the, like, on the daily. Um, there's something about wait for it that I really love uh, performing on stage. And like mm-hmm. in the track that I've been on for, I'm literally sitting on the stairs and like just listening to Burr and engaging with Burr and things like that. But there's something so special about that number. And I love like, come on, like I love um, like uh, the opening. Love to do it. Love my shot. Everybody loves sure. my shot. Um, Skylar mm-hmm. sisters, the, we call it the cacophony section where like the turntables are going and it's like, um, the big chorus when everyone's on. I love that. That is probably like, that is a, a section in the show where every time I do it, even if it's in rehearsal, even if we're marking it, like I get, I get the chills in it. I don't know why. And then Yorktown's also, so maybe, I mean, I have four, maybe five, sorry. But Yorktown's also like such like, yeah, let's go. Like, it's always so good. Yeah. <laughs> so basically your favorite is the entire Basically show. all of Act 1. Yeah. <laughs> all of Before Act people one. start right, dying. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then it gets a little bit dark. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, how was it adjusting when you were rehearsing? And uh, when they started uh, introducing the revolving stage, how was that to be able to do your choreo and do everything you needed to do and then have the stage be moving at the same time? Because when I saw it on Broadway, you know, and I'm sure your production, you all do the same marvelous job. You make it seem effortless. How not effortless is it actually? Oh my God. The first time, um, (laughs) Uh, Michael Baldwin was like, all right, we're going to turn the turntables on and just have a walk. Be careful. We're going to do it on the slow setting, the slower setting. Just have a walk on, have a walk against it, like going the opposite direction of it, um, walking on and off. And it was so weird. And and we were all like, oh, and everyone laughing and like holding each other. Um, and then when you got off the turntables, like you would stand there and it still felt like you were on the turntable. 
So it was very weird the first few times. And especially um, being a swing, like sometimes you wouldn't have as many reps on it during the day until uh, you had your chance to jump on it or um, during our like scheduled rehearsals in the rehearsal room, which we were so lucky to have. Um, you know, because some people, like the first time some of us got to like have a real go in it was when someone had a fitting and they're like, all right, we're going to just run this section of the, of the thing. Um, and they would always make sure it's really safe. And like, if you needed to, that would go back and like, let you walk it and things like that. But it took, it's like, feels like it took a while to get used to, but also like that at the same time. Cause now we like walk on and off it. Like it's nothing. But I'm like, if you look back yeah. three months ago, we were all like, Oh my God. Oh, oh yeah. Or like, um, yeah. during our rehearsal the other day and like, I've we've been playing on the turntable so much. Um, and we've performed in a, a bunch of times, but now we're onto different tracks. So we're walking on the turntable a little differently. And uh, one of my exits in nonstop, the turntable is going like this. So like the inner turntable is one way and the outer one's another way, which I didn't realize because I'm doing different Cory in my other track. And then I walk in, I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. So I got it, it goes two ways. Yeah. So even <laughs> though we've been on it, it's like, yeah. It's like when you watch a kid get on an escalator for the first time yeah. and they're kind of petrified to get on that moving yeah. step. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, another, another question from uh, Instagram. I won't tell you yet who it's from. Maybe you can figure it out by the question. But the question is, who is your favorite brother? Oh, my God. That is embarrassing. That is my brother's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. Nicholas, my middle brother. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, this one is from Noah. Oh yeah, we, he we call him Nicholas Noah. He, like that's his full name. Oh yeah, got it. Got that it. That sounds it. like him. So, I'm my favorite brother. So he he he, he put a nice uh, laughing emoji next to that oh one. God. I want <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to talk about uh, your background and mm -hmm. and growing up and you know how much theater was a part of it or mm -hmm. not a part of it in your family. How did you? Uh, get started um well i i don't <laughs> i don't really know how it started like i just always performed in the house my mom said that when i was born i would scream a lot and she would go to my dad like turn around to my dad and be like this kid's gonna be a singer because he just doesn't shut up um you were sc you were screlting from the <sighs> yeah, beginning. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah you were a screlter from the very um, beginning <laughs> and then um, yeah, as I, when I was little, I really wanted to do dancing, um, and I loved it, but I, my mom said she took me a few times and I was just too shy and I was like, Oh, I don't want to do it now. And things like that. Uh, so I was actually like a competitive gymnast growing up, like when I was maybe till I was like 10 or 12. Um, and like at one point was like, I had to make a decision if I was going to go down the path of training for the Olympics or just do it as a hobby. Um, and I kind of went down like, I guess like the competitive hobby side over here. And then I broke my arm and then I kind of just got scared and I was like, like no more with gymnastics. Um, so then I went into dancing and I also played soccer, uh, for five years. So I would do like the soccer dancing, like it was like dancing three nights a week and then soccer two nights a week. So always something. Um, and then the older I got, I was like, I don't really like, I liked the outfit more than I liked playing soccer. I think like I liked the so like the soccer shoes. Um, and then yeah, like when I was maybe um, uh, 11, 12, I was like 
you know, I really want to really do this like seriously, mum and dad. And, you know, we didn't like grow up with a lot of money and things like that. So it was kind of like a conversation that we had and uh, my parents did whatever they could to then take me to the next best dance school that was going to um, improve me. Cause I kind of had outgrown the one that I was at and the school that I moved to was like really musical theater based. And I was just kind of like, yeah, this is, this is, this is the one. And I just threw myself into as many classes as I could. Um, I think the year I won the scholarship, I was still in school, like normal school during the day. And then I would go and I think I danced maybe like 27 hours a week or something like that. And like singing lessons and acting lessons and stuff like that. So I was basically doing like school and then like performing art school at nighttime. Um, and yeah, um, my mum kind of... How was that? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say my mum, uh, my mum sang. My mum is a great singer and she sang growing up. But, um, and like, you know, through her teens and early 20s and things, but didn't have the same support as I had. Um, and so I guess she kind of, you know, you had to, she didn't have the, the same resources I had to kind of make it a thing. Um, and she was also super sporty. Like my mum's not a dance mum. My mum's a soccer mum. Like she'd take me to dancing. Like I'd win the comp and she'd be like, Oh, good job. Like, okay. And people be like, Oh my God. And she's like, yeah, like he has fun, like whatever. Um, and my dad also, especially when he was my age, like he was like at the peak of his career as a soccer player and would have kind of made it big time as a, as a soccer player. Uh, but then, you know, uh, started, uh, our family with my mom and didn't have the same support and financial support and things like that. So, even though my parents and my brothers yeah. are more like sports based, my dad was kind of like, he always says like, you like grab your dream with both hands and like choke uh, the living daylights out of it. He says, um, because I think he looks back and he's like, I wish I could have followed my dreams the way you are. And um, so I'm very lucky, especially compared to a lot of performers who's who come from like sports families. Um, my parents are just kind of like, whatever makes you happy, whatever, um, whatever your heart desires, like chase it because, you know, you don't want to look back and be like, I missed out. Um, so, yeah. Mm. That's fabulous of them. Yeah. And, um, you know, always good to hear that you had that support. Yeah. Um, was it when you told them that you wanted to really focus on uh, dancing and performing at the beginning, now that you've said that like they were both very into soccer, did you have that fear of like letting them down or how was, how was that? Not really. I'm, the re I'm, I'm not meaning to pry. Mm. I think that I just think that for some of our listeners, it's a very relatable topic mm. that a lot of us go through. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like yes and no, because I kind of was making the decision at the same time, like that I was like, I don't want to play soccer anymore. And my dad was the coach um, and things like that. So there was like, I mean, they knew my heart wasn't really in soccer um, and that I, I love dancing and singing because that's all I would do growing up. Um, and I think part of like, I think my mom was kind of like, like he's doing it because he has like the social side of it's fun and because my brothers do it and things like that. So when I told them, I think the only thing they said was finish the year off. That was kind of my parents' rule with everything. Like I hated swimming. I'm a good swimmer, but I hated swimming. And my mom's like, you're going to finish it. And then you can, then you no can quitting. quit. No yeah. Quitting. Finish the year off and yeah. then you're done. So I think it was just kind of like, yeah. I don't want to play soccer anymore. 
they were like, okay, finish the season. What do you want to do? Like, and I was like, I want to dance more. I want to go to, I want to go to this other school that I'd wanted to go to for ages. So I was nervous only because I didn't want to let them down. And my dad was the coach and my brothers played. And, um, do you think, do you think that mentality that they kind of instilled in you about finish what you start, you know, like not stopping in mid season, I kind of, my mind kind of went straight to your year long audition process mm. of Hamilton and like maybe the times where not that you wanted to phone in any of your auditions, but like eventually Ooh. mentally you're going to get tired, yeah. you know, you're going to start the, you're, you're going to start to uh, wither away a bit under this like long process. Mm. Did you tap into any of that as you went along? Uh, you Absolutely. Know? Like, I mean, in like a quick way, my whole Hamilton journey was interesting because I was in New York between seasons on Aladdin and I wasn't planning on seeing Hamilton. I hadn't really listened to the show that much before it. And I was like, tickets are so hard to get. I could only find ones that were like 400 US. Um, and, it, and I have the worst sense of direction. So I kept getting lost. And then I would end up in front of the theater of that Hamilton's showing at. And the third time I was like, I'm just going to go in and see if there's a ticket. This is weird that it keeps happening. There's rumors that it's about to come to Oz. And I went in and I was like, do you have any tickets? So like, we have one left on the Saturday night. And that was my last night in New York. I think I went in on a Thursday. They're like, do you want it? It was five rows from the front. I was like, yeah, it's mine. Like I bought it. I saw the show and I left being like, I don't know how, um, but I'm going to be in that show. I just knew like part of me was like, there's no, there's no ifs or buts. It was just kind of like, I'm going to be in it. It might not be right now. It might not be the original company or something, but I was like, I'm going to do it. So then I jumped on my the plane, the flight back to Australia. And I had like four days before I had to go to uh, Singapore with Aladdin for our final season. And I was on the flight and one of my uh, like industry mentors, I would consider him uh, from Aladdin sent me the brief. I also didn't have an agent at the time. And I was like, Oh God, like I'm about to go into this process by myself. And I have to just, I have to just push and I have to do the emailing and I have to work out how I'm going to audition for this show when the audition started while I was working on Aladdin in another country. So then I like, uh, I contacted Hamilton Australia and they were like, yep, send us a video. I was like filming my audition, uh, just before a show, like, uh, it was like a Thursday maybe. So we had one show and I went to my gym and I was like, can I use the yoga room to sing? Um, and they're like, sure, no worries. Like, just let us know how long you're going to be. So I'm like moving all the yoga mats around. I've set up a little tripod. Um, I sent it off, did all that thing. And then we got to do the auditions here. But then uh, just before boot camp happened, we went into lockdown um, and they were like, okay, so boot camp's canceled. And which actually would have just finished like uh, a year ago. Cause it was meant to be, finishing like around the third or the fourth of May last year. So it's such weird timing. Um, and they're like, we're going to do videos instead. Can you please send this, this, and this? And so I had to send four, the four dance breaks that we learned. And we had, and I, I had to send two harmonies, which I had um, just kind of note bashed with Kurt in my vocal calls back when we did it in like February last year. So I was like, okay. And after that uh, audition in like February, March, I was kind of like, I got to keep working at this because I don't know when they're going to pop up and say, hey, we've got this final round. So every day from my last in-person audition, I went over the harmonies in my car as I drove to the gym 
at the gym, all I listened to for months was Hamilton with the audition breaks. And like between sets, I'd be going over and like, you know, doing like this thing, like on the bench and then walk around and like people would clock me and I'd be like, like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. But I was kind of like, you, you'd be, you'd be going over your, your choreo in, in the yeah, gym. Absolutely. Love and it. Then, Love like some it. nights I would, um, I would just run on the treadmill. So that way I had, uh, like the stamina for it. And I'd be listening to the tracks on repeat. And then I would go into like the group fitness rooms and I would run it. And then I just kept going over it and over it and over it. And then they said boot camp was coming. And I was like, great, I'm ready. I feel prepared. Like I've been working on this. And then, then boot camp got canceled and they said videos. And I was like, oh my gosh, we had a week to send them. Um, and I think this might've been just before our like radius rule came in but um everything was shut studios were shut you could only like um basically use them if they were in your area and you knew someone and one of my best friends owns a dance studio so I was so lucky like I got the key and for maybe four days in a row I was there from 10 a.m till 7 p.m by myself filming uh filming my audition tapes just back to back to back no breaks like running pressing record pressing play running into the frame and then making a mistake. And I remember the first day that I filmed the dance stuff, I was just so overwhelmed because I was like, I want this so bad. And I've been working so hard on this. And I just started crying. And I was part of me was like, is this worth it? Like, I'm, I'm so exhausted. I'm so upset. Um, and I've been going all day. And um, I just kind of, then my agent called and was like, how are you going? And I was like, I am. And she's like, you've got this. Like, come on, keep going. And then like, I mean, I felt like that, but in the back of my head, I was like, come on, come on. Like you've got this. And I think that is the mentality from my parents where it's like, you don't quit until it's done. Like you don't give up until the end of it. Um, yeah. so yeah, I remember I finished off that night, went home. I like analyzed the videos. I spoke to some, uh, really close friends that had done the show in the States, um, and got some pointers and things like that. Or like, this was great. Or like this, your timing here. And I went back the next day and I, again, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., I filmed it all. And then I went home that night and I edited it all and like cut it up and uploaded it. And I sent it off and I was like, oh, I really like gave it my everything. Like I didn't give up. I was like, there was no way. I was like, after all this, I was like, there was no way that I could just give them, send in whatever. Like, that's good enough. I was like, it has to be my absolute yeah. best. Um, so, yeah. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, I think... I think that comes from how I was brought up. It's like, you don't quit until it's done or yeah. you, you either do your best or you don't do it at all is kind of my. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shout out mom and yeah, dad. Yeah, mom and dad. <laughs> well, congratulations to you. Thank and you. thanks again for being on the episode, Stefan. Thank you for having uh, me. So good to meet you. I'll chat with you in just a sec when we get off the episode to chat about sending you some swag hey. and just staying in touch. Yeah. So, so support, uh, so uh, appreciate you. Thank Thanks you, so much. Thank you. All right, everyone that was listening, that was Stefan Logulis. You can uh, follow him on the gram at Stefan with two N's and a nice 96 at the end, but you can uh, check that out in the description of this episode. Uh, thanks again to Broadway podcast network, our producing team at bpn.fm. If you want to try a free trial of Built for the Sage, go to builtforthesage.com or click the link in the description of this episode. I'm Joe Roscoe. Once again, that was Stefan Magoulis. Thanks for listening. Bye. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.